Hey, yo, welcome to another edition of 43.6, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by James Key. Hello, James. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't I don't want to talk about anything, really. Let's just skip to the end. Podcast and over. And I'm joined by Maddie Key as well. Hello, Maddie. I, uh, I'm not an empathetic person, but I'm feeling for Jim today. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've had some technical issues trying to get this show recorded. So if it does go up on time and it sounds like it should sound awesome, that's oh, it's proof that Jesus is real. Well, <laughs> let's let's not lose our heads here. But this is forty three point six, the sports podcast you always wanted. We're going to be talking about a number of things today. Actually, I didn't even go over the list with you guys, so this is going to be a complete Bucket. surprise. We're, okay, we're doing it live. To put on the yeah. list, the things I decided to put on the list that we were going to talk about, but I forgot about. Um, NBA Eastern Conference Final is going yes. down tonight, Game Seven. As the time of recording, it's happening tonight. So by the time this goes up, we will know the winner of the East. But should be interesting, nevertheless. Nick Nurse allegedly is the new head coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. The Florida Panthers have found their way to. Uh, all the way to the cup final, and that's uh, something no one expected, I would, I would suppose. DeAndre Hopkins has been released from his contract from the Arizona Cardinals, and there's a number of teams on his list. Where will he go? Who knows? And someone who I expect will be released from his contract fairly soon, Anthony Bass. All of that and a whole lot more coming up on this week's episode of 43.6, which is brought to you by Now Your Treasures, which we will talk a bit more about later. But first... We want to talk about what's going on in our week and what has happened in our lives since the last time we recorded an episode. Uh, James, why don't we start with you? Dude, I'm going to keep it short because I fucking wasted so much time trying to figure this shit out. So um, two quick things. Number one, I watched the Sony showcase. Like, fuck, man. Like, I don't understand why that company can't figure that shit out. Like, they, they just can't. And it's so weird. Um for someone that held such a grasp on the business for like seven or eight years, but maybe it's just because things move in cycles. I don't know. Um, for those who don't know the play, I'm talking about the PlayStation uh, showcase and it was fine, but like for such a, for where we are in gaming now, like for both sides, like fine shouldn't cut it. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just feel like there's, there's a certain way about going about these things and to have like 90% of your games that you that you're devoting a showcase for be not exclusives or and if they're not if they are exclusives they're either VR in something that people can't afford and then you have nothing at the end of it like Whoa. the Spider-Man stuff is cool it looks fucking great no date yeah. and no like teaser for like oh we're also doing Bloodborne 2 like there's nothing there was no like bomb at the end which is usually how those things go so so i was like, like this is i'm like this is fucking pointless it's funny and you then, say that because spider-man is going to be pc in a year and a half we know it right that's what i mean and, right but like even i should we shared that image with dust and i were laughing like they're all they're all on, on xbox and they're probably all going to be on game pass so battle gear one right? of the bigger like, ones fuck. that they're holding yeah so and then i'm watching sgdq which has been fun it's nice that it's back live yeah because they're not in Florida. Um, so, yeah, that's been kind of my week. Just doing that. Reading I'm with you books. on the PlayStation thing, though. Like, Maddie and I were going back and forth talking about it in the Discord. I don't know where you were when it was happening, but 
we were um yawn <laughs> yeah like I, for most of it it's like okay sure and even the stuff that looked interesting like metal gear like cool come with xbox as well it's not, yeah. so i don't yeah i don't know why playstation would devote all this time to show off stuff that it's gonna be on xbox Dude, too it's like you're doing when, your competition a favor when i think they have space at keely summer game fest so like condense it yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't need to show the Gran Turismo trailer. You don't need to show. Um, there's a bunch of stuff they didn't actually need to show or go over. Why? Why? What's his tits came back with the fucking hardware, with the headphones and the dude. Oh, the I worst. The worst that. thing Sony's ever gonna do is develop that fucking the Q the project the Q, Q because everybody and their fucking dog has a cell phone, and you just order a backbone and it's the same shit. What's the and difference? This is, this the, is the, the other thing, thing like, too is you can't use that queue unless they have something in place outside of your home. So it's literally going to be you either hotspot it off your phone to use this data for it, like, or you're sitting guys, in bed on the shitter. The guys making it have phones. That's what I don't understand. And, and this thing's going to be like probably like what two ninety nine, and the backbone is one nineteen next day shipping Amazon. Which work I, with the phone that you already have exactly, and I actually really like the backbone. I'll be honest. And the backbone works with uh, Game Pass, like cloud everything, games, right? and it's got its own. So devoted why, app. why buy this thing? Exactly. Well, it was the first thing I think I said in the Discord is like, great, you can go buy this two hundred ninety nine dollar thing with an eight inch screen, and you can only use it at home, or you buy yourself a backbone, you use it wherever the fuck you want, and it reduces in size too. But the screen quality, you can't even argue the screen the screen quality because most phone screen qualities are top notch because that's what people expect out of phones these days. Yeah. A so lot unless of, you're giving me a 4K or an 8K trout, like, but then again, like you said, either it has data capabilities or you're gonna have to tether it to your phone if you want to do it away from home. Like, even if you're like, oh well, gaming again, buy a backbone. You want to play something in bed? Yeah. Buy a backbone. I actually really like it to be honest. Like, I have my backbone. I was playing. Um, legend of dragoon on my phone and there was zero latency yeah granted i was in my home wi-fi when i leave it might be a little bit worse but not anything that ruins the experience but yeah that's it that's all i'm talking about it's it's interesting because what's the benefit to the consumer for game streaming is that it works wherever you are with whatever device and you don't have to buy anything else as like in terms of major hardware like it's supposed to stream like you don't need to buy a brand new xbox anymore because it streams to your phone as long as you have game pass or it streams to your tv that has an xbox app or your laptop but, i do it at work at lunch i play the show or pga yeah but playstation comes out and says yeah streaming except buy this new hardware to do it <laughs> it's like wait what <laughs> that's but the, not even do the opposite it. of what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> but not even do it because, like, you couldn't just go to a Starbucks with that thing. Yeah. Oh, you might be able to with Wi-Fi, but Starbucks I don't know. Wi-Fi? <laughs> right? I like, Which is I like how the article on Polygon for the Project Q. It's what is Sony's Project Q actually <laughs> for? <laughs> like, That's what I mean. What is it for? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Also, I, quickly. On the on the trading card side of things, I entered in a couple breaks, and last night I uh, I uh, off the cuff, they had a break for baseball. I bought the Cardinals because you know Arenado, Goldschmidt. There's some good guys to hit. 
and it was buy one really good team and get one really shitty team Mm -hmm. so they were doing 2022 tops chrome uh and then some encased autographs so i didn't hit any of the encased autographs but so if you get one good team they randomize a second shitty team for you and i got the diamondbacks which is like the wrong year to get the diamondbacks i want the diamondbacks this year in 2023 to get drew jones but instead i got 2022 so they opened the boxes and i did get an autograph though from the diamondbacks i got luis frias who is a rookie and i looked up his stats this man has played 23 games has an era of 10.3 (laughs) <laughs> so this autograph is worth eight cents it's worth the card it was printed on barely Less. barely so back to the project q thing and the article pretty much sums it up the point of the project q presumably is, presumably is that it'll offer ideal no compromise remote play solution around the home with the greatest ease of use but what it won't do is offer any more than that yeah and it's already duplicating work other devices you own already can do. So you're right, though. It's it's literally for home or somewhere where you have internet. Like, So to me, it says this. And people are like, well, you have internet anywhere. No, you don't. You have Wi-Fi anywhere that lets you browse a web page and text and iMessage or whatever without using your data but you don't have capable internet to use that you know properly so it's literally if you go to an airbnb or your what not even hotel wi-fi would be good enough a lot of hotel wi-fi's are not fast enough right so it's literally if you're like hey i want to keep playing this game but i'm tired and want to lay in bed or hey i'm in this really cool home in this game but i really got to take a shit but then get a backbone. I, exactly. I feel like, yeah. And that's just, I mean, I have a Razor Kishi. You guys are all in the backbones. I got the Kishi. Same shit. Kishi's great. I was debating between the two, but I got the backbone because the app really is like really nice on it. And when you say you guys are using your backbone, are you using the backbone for a PlayStation service or are you using Game Pass? Everything. Both. It's it, it literally. I know, but pulls, I'm just saying like, yeah. I've never even used it for PlayStation. Like I've never even tried to. So I used it for PlayStation for, um, leg- like I said, Legend of Dragoon. Um, I also used it for PlayStation for uh, God of War a little bit. Um, but yeah, like it's it's I used it for Game Pass to play some other shit. And then the cool thing is also Steam Link on it. So I played Steam games on it. Yeah, I don't I don't know what Sony's thinking, but because, you know, you can't use anything else other than Sony's shit. So you're going to spend more of a premium product to get something that does infinitely less and more limiting maddie how was your week i don't know i'm kind of frustrated now because as we actually talk about this it like the fact that they created this is pissing me off even more but no like jim's right the showcase was fine like but now my expectation is is because obviously now we're getting into the what is the usual e3 type season um, obviously there's no E3 this year, but the other companies will do their events. So you expect Microsoft probably going to show Fable, which will be big. They're going to show more of Starfield for sure, because it's coming out a couple months later. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they have something kind of ready to go, especially because a lot of they've been relatively quiet on the front of their games lately so you know i wouldn't be shocked if they have something to actually show 
And again, you hope it's not just fine. I, I'm kind of on two things. I think the whole like console wars thing that the fanboys and shit still hold on to is fucking stupid. You know, to be like, oh, look at this. Like, like we can judge it objectively to say PlayStation fucking blue chunks on this showcase or Microsoft or whatever. But to I don't know. It's just it's it. It annoys me. But uh, to what Jim said about Sony used to be so good. I think the problem is, is because they were on top for so long and they were like, this is what worked. And they just instead of, I guess, innovating, they were just like, we can keep doing this and we'll maintain and whatever. Like, it's a lack of reason. Well, they to think it's pretty clear. They think the future is in hardware. But like Nintendo already figured out the future is not in hardware. Microsoft realized the future is not in hardware. Mm-hmm. Like hardware, yeah, hard- because, okay. So here, here's I'll posit this. What, what do you think about this? Terrible. Sony is so far. <laughs> Sony is so far ahead that they're thinking it doesn't matter if we show off third party games. People are going to buy it and play it here anyways. Right, because I know there's like, and I'm thinking this mainly because of Maddie's thoughts on like the tribalism of. But what are they so far ahead in? In terms of like actual console sales. Right, but that that's not even necessary anymore, right? Like that the Game Pass thing trumps. It's still an install base. Right, but I think. But the whole point of like hmm, teraflops, like that doesn't mean anything anymore. Oh no no no! I'm all I'm saying is. People, I feel like now, people associate gaming with PlayStation more so than they do with Xbox. Okay. I just, I, I don't know. It's just a vibe I get when I'm rolling through TikTok and see the young people talking about video games. They're always talking about their yeah. PS5s. No one's talking about their Xboxes. For sure. No, I get you. But I think that's because we're, st- we're currently in that weird transition state going from where for so long we were so reliant on console hardware that it's the transition point of going from console hardware to streaming or game pass essentially play whatever you want wherever you want right so oh i mean i agree with like xbox understands where the industry is going better than playstation does i feel like playstation is hanging on to what has made them money and maybe they're holding on a little too tightly uh, I also but think. I mean, Project Q is like it's Project Q. It may never exist. It, like this may never come to market. I'm glad they also gave earbuds that do the same thing as the Sony headset you already have. But you need it for the Project Q because you can't use those headphones. Why not? Could you imagine if they made it like <laughs> mandatory to use those headphones? Fucking, that would be the dumbest fucking thing. It would be funny if they're like, <laughs> okay, so if you buy a Project Q, we'll give you a left earbud. But if you want a right one, you got to go to stores and get a right earbud. <laughs> Um, I, I do, I see what you're saying, but I also think you're, you, it's very evident that Sony's very nervous because of how they're posturing with the whole Activision buy. I do think obviously they see, you know, just even without the landscape of gaming being going more digital, they, you know, obviously that's a threat. Call of Duty is arguably one of the biggest, if not the biggest yearly franchise you will ever buy. And the proof is in the numbers of sales. But I think they know that if game streaming didn't exist or Game Pass didn't exist, 
they would probably be upset, but they probably don't fight this as hard. The fact that Microsoft is buying this and knowing that, sure, this will remain on PlayStation. You will pay $89.99 for this game. Or if you have Game Pass, you'll be getting it for free. Take your pick. And I think that's what's getting them real nervous about that buy, which I think we're all very aware it's going to go through everywhere except the UK. Time to make good decisions then, good business decisions like a Q. Right. And then (laughs) also too, it's just, I find the hypocritical nature of Sony screaming about, oh, it's not fair. They're making it exclusive when they have Final Fantasy 16 coming out in 26 days. That is an exclusive. But either way, my week. So... I'll go quick too. So what did I do? Shit, what did I do? Oh, I started baseball. And I gotta say, the I thought there was tryhards in hockey. Bruh, there is no bigger tryhard than the 45-year-old at Sunday softball. Holy fuck. So I was out there. And every softball league has different rules. I did not know certain ones for this league. You know, like, um, like outfielders aren't allowed to touch the infield until contact with the ball. Fine, I get that because you don't want like five guys coming into the field when there's a bullshit batter coming up. The other one was <clears throat> right, just just a, hold on a second. It's a it's a men's league or is it a co-ed? Co-ed. So gotcha. Yep. The other one was so this one this this one I understand as a rule, but the way that this kind of went down is. I'm why I'm like, these guys are fucking tryhards. So we even told the other team, hey, a lot of us have never played in this league before. Some of these people have never even played softball before. And they were like, yeah, no worries. Like, it's cool. We get it. Um, One of our guys literally like took one step off the bag and the first baseman starts screaming at the ump being like, hey, 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 umpy, umpy. He's off the bag. That's an out. And because you're not allowed leadoffs. And the ump's like, yep, out. And I was like, I yelled at the dude. I was like, are you serious, man? He's like, oh, got to play by the rules. And I'm at that moment, I was like, you know what? My next at bat, I'm lining it right to your fucking face. A hundred percent. And uh, <laughs> we were all sitting there like some of us are like. These guys, man, like relax. It's fucking Dude, it's because every guy and it's because it's co-ed because every guy who plays co-ed softball thinks they can go out there, look like Rico Suave and ding the ball, make a play, and every every broad on every team is going to fall in love with that guy immediately. That's why that's why these tryhards do it in co-ed softball. It's happened yeah, since time I, began, and no, it'll happen like since short time ends. So no, how, many, uh, how many girls on these teams are good aren't looking? already involved with one of the guys on the team? Dude, I dated a girl from a softball team. How many the Smash girls softball on that team, team, I ended up dating one of the girls. How many girls on that team weren't already dating one of the guys on the team i mean all but one well no one girl no no sorry one girl girl on the team no i'm saying the reverse i'm saying the reverse Uh oh (laughs) sarah was the only one that was taken the rest of the women on our team were not so and i walked away with one of them so he's got a point though like all these guys think they're fucking heroes every time they come up to bat so here's the other thing all these guys don't understand strategy of baseball right because so we had two on one out and i was up to bat and all everyone starts fade because i bat left everyone starts fading right field i was like well 
I can push this ball to the left. That's not a problem. <laughs> like This is slow pitch. Getting that ball to just turn around on it and push it left is not hard. But I'm like, also, you guys are all fading back to the fence. You think I'm just going to outright try and crank this thing? No, I've got two people on. I'm going to three-quarter swing this and drop it in between the infielders and the outfielders. And I'll still get three. And I did. And yeah. I cashed two runs. And then you but have no, these every guys. Guy, every guy wants to be, what's his name, from Major League Two? Willie Mays Hayes. No, the other guy. Parkman. Parkman. Yeah, <laughs> everyone wants to be Parkman. They all want to tap the end of the plate. They want to shimmy Rico Suave. And they want to... <laughs> it's true. They want to... Hey, hey, and, hit eight home runs and they all want to hear their name go jack that's what they want they want the funny thing is each none base. of them can hit you're so good at so, you're so good at slow pitch that's so, what they want that's the thing is they and they can't because i played center field and anytime one of these guys came up to bat i would hang back a little bit and i'm like why am i doing this it may be made five feet out of the infield so I don't know. These guys are tryhards, and it just it's it's upsetting. It's annoying. So yeah, well, that was mine. For me, th- I got a couple things. So actually, no, I'm just going to say the one thing. I was <laughs> going to my parents' house on like yesterday, whatever it was, and I was driving home, and I was driving back on the 410, coming back downtown, taking your life and, into your hands, sir. Right. So anytime you drive on the 410 in Brampton. <clears throat> you are risking your life. Why? I've never really done it, to be honest. I mean, just people are crazy. Brampton in general, dude. If you like, yeah, Brampton in general is a crazy place. I'm pretty sure if you you could line up, we, we talked about the Fast Series, you could line up the crazier the Fast Series got with how much worse driving in Brampton got. Like, And I'm pretty <laughs> sure they're correlated. I'm pretty sure these, these men saw the first Fast movie and they all got lowered cars. And then... <laughs> And then they're like, as we're driving under exploding trucks, we're going to do the same thing too. (laughs) Like, that's just how, you know, they're just all, they all want to be Vin Diesel. So it kind of felt like a scene in Fast and Furious because, you know, I'm just driving down, driving south on the highway, going back to Toronto. And I look over on my right and there's a motorcycle headed towards me. Wait, what? Driving northbound in the southbound lanes was a man on a motorcycle driving against traffic on a 400 series highway. <laughs> I have a, never in my life witnessed something like this before. I was shocked. So what now, did you would you do? I don't know I could do. Like he's going 100 kilometers an hour towards me. I'm going 100 kilometers an hour the other way and we just passed by each other in a blink of an eye and that was it. But should have given him one of these. To the cast. <laughs> <laughs> nice salute. Dude, I I was telling you I almost died with Scott Dunn there once. We were on our way to a show, and I picked him up, and we went down the 410, and some guy just started changing lanes into my lane, and I swerved, because if I didn't, he was going to knock me out, and I ended up skidding sideways with traffic coming our way, so like we could see the traffic heading towards us, and I had to right the car, and we both we pulled over to the side of the road, and at the time, I was smoking cigarettes, and so like he was, and we both just sat there, we're like, got a light? <laughs> We just sat there and smoked a cigarette. We were like, dude, fuck, that was crazy. I mean, but that highway's that point, atrocious. What it's else, atrocious. What else are you going to do, right? Yeah. Except yeah. Like, your life flashes before your eyes. It's like, okay, well, yeah, you made it. I don't know. Well, and it also brought up an, another interesting uh, conversation of like, now this person was wearing a helmet, but 
for whatever reason, like if you are a Sikh, you can just wear a turban and not a helmet. And I'm like, okay. Dude. I mean, I guess that's a thing, right? Not to be so, racist. You don't know if they got protection under there. No. So Okay, so there's a thing. Um, from my understanding, the way the um, the belief is, is that you can't, men at least, can't wear anything on their head other than a turban. So that's oh, okay. always been the argument. Like, we can't wear a helmet because it can only be a turban. At least that's what Google told me. So that being said, they will not have any protection. Now, I know the RCMP does make these uh, funky looking helmets that you can then wrap a turban around to make it look like it's ready for a turban, but you have a helmet underneath. But this ain't no RCMP officer. This is just some man driving <laughs> down Brampton in a motorcycle. But here's the thing. And this, I wonder what you guys think about this. Maybe I'm just being an asshole. But why do we even enforce that as a rule anyways? You have to wear a helmet. Like, let people, like, if they want to be dumb and idiotic, yeah. go nuts. Yeah. Just let natural selection figure shit out. Like, if someone wants to... Yeah. It's like, like taking the label off chemicals. Like, well, I mean, that's... Sure, I suppose. But, I mean, if someone wants to roll down the highway in a motorcycle going 140 kilometers an hour, and then all of a sudden their brains are splattered all over the place, what the fuck do I care? Like, why are we telling people you have to wear a helmet? I agree. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. And I do, I see the logic of why just because of obviously liability and protect, like we do have a responsibility to protect the idiots from themselves, but mm -hmm. at the same time, yeah, you know, I think my acceptance of let idiots be idiots outweighs my feeling of more obligation to say we need to protect people from themselves sometimes. Yeah. I feel like there's times where, okay, a seatbelt will save your life. So I can, I, I guess it's a similar situation, but at least the seatbelt also prevents, I don't know, maybe it's a similar argument and I'm just running the circles here. I'm just saying, I don't think it's that big of a deal, but Hey, you know what? The, the you live your life. The, I, I, this sounds terrible. I, I don't want to say funny story, but it's kind of funny back to your whole thing about the turban and they have to wear it. So a lot of these guys don't wear, I once saw a hockey team. Where they had helmets made that were like hard plastic turbans. I mean, <laughs> I guess you got to do what you got to do if you want to play hockey. And right. Does that count? I don't know, man. Does You're, it just aesthetically look have to look like a turban? Like, is that what it is? I I don't know. I I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm legitimately asking. I'm yeah, not yeah, part like, of the I culture. Don't know the I don't know. That question. And like, yeah, I don't it, know. It's a good point. Like, why does it? Why is it okay to play hockey like that, but not okay to play? Not okay to wear a motorcycle. It's like, listen, it doesn't matter what it's made out of, as long as it looks like one, you're good. Like what, that's what I think it was rule. though. Was it was a specially fashioned helmet where it was like the turban was wrapped and mm -hmm. like placed and it fixed to the helmet, so it's like you're still wearing the helmet with the. I don't know. Hey, man. It was like 15 weird. years ago. <clears throat> Nothing you can say about religion other than to throw your hands up in the air. Oh, one other thing. And I, James, I'll just quickly uh, jump on this. AEW Double or Nothing was last night. Ugh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to stay positive. I'm going to tell you things I like, okay? Yeah, real quick. The things I liked about this show, Karen Jarrett can get some heat. Yep. All right, moving on. That uh, so our first, that's it. That's the one thing I liked about that show, dude. That listen, I'm gonna. I'll say the matches are always great. Nothing ever makes sense. And that's that's what it is. At the end of the day, the matches are always seven out of ten at least. 
I, I very rarely is there a bad in-ring match. The work rate's high. You know what I mean? I mean, okay, Jeff Hardy, like, fucking everything up is pretty bad. But, I'm dude, honestly, out of that card, how many of those matches, like, would you say were sub-7 out of 10s? Out of the 10 matches? how? So, in my personal opinion, <laughs> of the 10 matches that were on the card, how many were sub-7 out of 10? Nine. Really? Yeah. Did I you don't watch think it was that bad. Oof. I didn't watch the whole show, but I don't think it was that bad. Hey, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm so that if that's weird. the case, then, like, every WWE show might have a gem. Well, I mean, WWE also had uh, Blood Money this past weekend. I call all the Saudi Arabia shows Blood Money. And at least of the four of the seven matches that I watched, they were all at least seven to ten or above. But it's a different thing. It's a, it's a, that, I think it's, it's gotten to a point now where I look at AEW like it's a completely different thing. Like, WWE is wrestling. That's what I mean. But if Florida. you, like, work rate and stuff like that, then and you just want to see guys do shit, like, then then that's your thing. But if you want storytelling, and I get it, they're two different things. Like, dude, they, they put a defibrillator on the Bloodline story <laughs> this weekend uh, and brought it right back uh, out of obscurity. It's yeah. 100% comic books. It is, it is Civil War. But we are now in the portion of Civil War where the bloodline is split in two different ways. It's yeah. really cool. I, I'm having fun with that. But what yeah. about Bray Wyatt in a slip where someone at AEW played the Bray Wyatt thing and there's talks that Bray's going to AEW? I didn't hear any of this. Oh, there. I saw some article where apparently there's an audio oh. slip where they had the Bray Wyatt um, like audio play. And they think it was a slip because they have it ready because he signed with AEW and he's supposed to come in the near future. Uh, I, I mean, he's disappeared that. for absolutely no reason. So, uh, but apparently they hired a writer to work with him. But anyway, uh, the uh, WWE they hired a writer to specifically work with him. But because yeah, I don't think they can figure contract statuses. So I don't. I don't think how they can. I just don't think WWE can figure out how to make that guy work like within their ecosystem. Which is hilarious, considering how ridiculous their show is to begin with. Right, <laughs> like you could do anything and it might work so. right like um and i get, i know i want to get off this topic but hilarious thing i noticed um mustafa ali had a match with uh gunta at blood money and he came out wearing i forgot the name of it there's a specific name for the like the headdress that they wear in saudi arabia doesn't matter you know what i'm talking about he came out wearing that thing and i said man does he really resemble uh muhammad hassan right now and if you remember Muhammad Hassan, he got written off television because the Undertaker killed him. So that is the world we live in in professional wrestling that a man just gets killed. And dude, it happened in Impact. Eric Young got killed. So I, all I'm saying is like that's the realm of ridiculousness that is in professional wrestling, and they can't find a way to make Bray Wyatt work. Whatever. But um, the Celtics have found a way to make the series work for them. Ooh. Somehow, someway, going down tonight, the Boston Celtics at home Ooh. have a chance to come back and be the first team in NBA history to come back from 3-0 down and advance to the NBA Finals. So they're not just doing this in the first round, right? Like It's not like they're the, the one seed playing the eight seed in the first round of the playoffs. No, this is We're deep. In- the conference final. Yeah. And it still happens to be the one seed versus the eight seed, sort of. Um, like I say sort of just because of the weird, the weird NBA play-in system. But who would have thought we would get here? 
no one. I mean, I was all in on the Heat, dude. Yeah, and me I mean, too. not just because they were up three nothing. Like Jimmy Butler was playing. They they had some injuries. Jimmy that, Butler, Jordan. Dude, they had some injuries where, like, they were they had zero point guards. The Heat, um, like Kyle Lowry was one of their like was their only point guard. I think at, at one point, um, they the the Heat should have won that game. I don't understand. In the last game, how Bam Adebayo, their tallest player on the floor at the time, is nowhere near the rim. Like that's what—that's your job, dude. It literally should be his job. They—they they had the stop, and then they let Derek White, who, like, how tall is Derek White? How tall is this man? I mean, this man's jacking threes. Player. So he's got to be at least six foot seven, just because he's an NBA player, just on averages. Derek White is six foot. He's four. six four. Jesus, the man is six four, jacking threes, and he's the one who has the putback. That's unacceptable. If I'm Spolstra, I'm taking my belt off, and I'm spanking <laughs> every single Heat player after that game. There's no reason, with three seconds on the clock on an inbound, that they have a putback from a six four guy. Yeah, that's. Yeah, that's almost like when you're a 6'2", 225-pound defenseman getting beat in the corner by someone like Brennan Gallagher. You know, it's that, sh- that shouldn't happen. Um, no. I just think it was funny that the Heat were up 3 nothing, and, you know, people kind of were just like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. You know, they're going to win kind of thing, and... But then when LeBron's down 0-3, they make this big thing like, LeBron's ready to make history. LeBron's <laughs> going to come back. Like, And I'm just like, the amount of like ball riding they give LeBron oh. is stupid. And it just bugs me. For a dude who, like I said, he's a great player. He'll go top five all time, but he's not the best. I saw a TikTok video where the guy's like, this is how they treat the teams differently. And they're like, well, the Nuggets are on their way to the NBA Finals. And the Lakers try to make history coming back from four to... <laughs> and like, like, the series is already over, yeah, but they're, they're like, they're going to... But, um, but yeah, right, it's, I don't, it's stupid. It's, dude, I'll be, I'll be locked in yeah. tonight to this game because the series has just been incredible from everything you want in basketball. And the other reason I want the Sports. Heat to win... Yeah, in sport, yeah, exactly. The other reason I want the Heat to win is there's everyone's like, oh, Heat Nuggets final. Don't forget, don't forget that Nikola Jokic and the Heat have history. Yes. Uh, the Jokic brothers have history, and Jimmy Butler like was there. Like there's there's the uh, narrative and the tale that would be. there's legit Heat, no pun intended, <laughs> in a matchup between Miami and Denver, and I want to see that. Yeah. Me too. And I know we talked about this and like we were we were saying this about when we were doing the um the the uh Chris Klein ratings. And it's nights like this of why you romanticize about sports. You know what I mean? Where getting to witness history and all of the storylines that go with it and everything like that, this are this might be one of the most watched basketball games of the past ten years. Dude, it's incredible. And the funny thing is, like, the, listen, the Celtics, they have no business being here other than the fact, and this is going to sound obvious, the fact that they completely turned their game around in game four. 
Like, and then game five, they absolutely spanked the Heat. And it's funny as I'm watching guys and I'm looking and I'm like, you know, the Celtics, like they're good. They have great players. Like Al Horford's like 104. Um, <laughs> and, you know, Jason Tatum's young and Jalen Brown's young and Marcus Smart's like, they're a good young team. Maybe they're just not mentally to blow, whatever. Like, and then I look on the bench. There's like Blake Griffin on the bench for the Celtics. And I was like, remember when this guy was part of Lob City in in LA where, where they were just throwing up, like literally every game there's 46 alley-oops. And this man's just riding the pine for the Celtics trying to get a, chi- <laughs> trying to get a chip. It was, like City was a long time ago though. Like I yeah. remember watching those games and I worked in a restaurant like in 2011 or something. Oops. Like him and DeAndre Jordan were just, yeah. Just from Chris everything. Paul. Yeah. From Chris Paul all day, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm pulling for the Heat just because I I like the idea of the eighth seed. I kind of like the idea of the two Florida teams in a, in a championship. Uh, I've kind of you know outside of his play in the last couple games, I kind of fall in love with Jimmy Butler's game, um, and the fact that he's Michael Jordan's son. So yeah, I love that that whole. It's got to be true. It has to I don't, be. It when he shaved his head, they looked identical. <laughs> Matty, who are you rooting for? I, I, I think I'm going for the Heat, mostly because, um, like like Jim said, you just Jimmy Butler got such a bad rap for so long for being a bad teammate, but then it came across over time that it's he was right all along. That he's in, he's committed, he's busting his ass, and some of the guys that he played with just weren't committed. You know, Carl Anthony Towns kind of came into it, and as he got older and is, you know, much better, hardworking player. But the whole Andrew Wiggins thing, where people are like, well, Wiggins is young, what are you doing? Kind of thing. You know, it just, it's almost like vindication for Butler being like, I'm out here busting my ass and, you know, making these sacrifices because I want to win. And if these guys don't want to do the same thing, I don't want to be here. Or I don't want them on my team. And we all loved Kobe for that mindset. And we're all like, Kobe was uncompromising and that's why he was so great. And yet Jimmy Butler does it. And just because he doesn't have the championships or maybe the scoring titles that Kobe had, we kind of vilify him for it. So I kind of like the vindication for Butler to get there. Um, And also too, there's just something so dislikable about the Celtics. I don't know. Is that just me? I think it's a Toronto thing because (laughs) the, because Boston is in every division that, a Toronto team is in right, mm. so naturally, Boston is always like the thorn in the side of the Raptors or the Leafs or the the Blue Jays. So yeah, I the other thing for me is us not like Boston. I, I've also come around really on Eric Spolster as a coach. Like that guy, like that guy has survived everything in Miami. They were shit after LeBron left. Like yeah, they were like there, there were times where they weren't a very good team, and they like he must just be that good of a coach. Like you're talking Greg Popovich levels of commitment to a coach, which is crazy. Um, well, Pat Riley could have easily been like, you know what? Easy excuse. LeBron leaves. Well, and a couple bad season GTFO. And that's the thing. Like you have Pat Riley, the one at the top making those decisions. So if Pat Riley does what Pat Riley wants to do. And the fact that Spolstra has sat there in front of Riley for all these years, I think is a testament to how good of a coach he is and when he started i was like this guy's fucking young and then i look at that celtics coach and i thought he was a player <laughs> I, thought, <laughs> I thought that guy was on the team uh, like on the floor no he's the coach so what well, about you for me, it has nothing yeah. to do with coaching um 
I mean, I think it would be cool for, and I mean, Lowry, I would like to see get another championship, but for me, it has nothing to do with that. I would also be rooting for the Heat, um, and it was just gonna be hilarious when the show airs and uh, if the Heat are already eliminated, and we're all talking about how we're rooting for Miami Heat. But the only reason why I'm rooting for Miami Heat, it's simple. Um, it's the same reason why I'm now unofficially rooting for the Florida Panthers is because I want to see as much as possible more coked up Brooks Kepka as I can possibly <laughs> say. That's been the most hilarious thing is the shots of Kepka in the crowd. Seeming, Just clapping? Seemingly and allegedly um, outright blitzed. Dude, inebriated that, in some way. Dude, that, that man is schneefed up. Like he is... <laughs> Like the, nobody claps that long in the same motion <laughs> without blinking. Too. Without blinking, I like, I like how the 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 indicator isn't the red nose or the dilated pupils or the non-blinking. It's no, the length it, of the clap. Dude, nobody claps like nobody claps like they're a lion about to murder something. Like he's just like <laughs> like he's just ready to like he he looks he 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 looks like he's on the verge of just going. Aah! Like he's just to be holding the panther on the jersey. Yeah, he's gonna. Yeah, he's like it, in his brain. It is just repeating, "Unleash the panther." Like that's just what's happening in his brain. The funny and, thing is, is like the head moves, but the eye eyes don't. No, they're you know, in the like same he'll, spot. he'll be like this, and the eyes are just. That dude, you just did it. You, yeah, like, yeah, that was it. So exactly, <laughs> it's 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 a hard thing to do, and only those on the nose candy can do it. So, <laughs> um. I, I get what you mean. Could you imagine that dude down in the room with the cup, though? Oh, he just dumps it into the dude, top. Just I can't wait to see videos of him chugging something out of the cup. Yeah. Dude, the Wanamaker and the Stanley yeah. Cup just sneaking off both. That's just, <laughs> yeah, just doubling down, double it's, dipping. I will say, though, it would be cool to see. Has it ever been both NHL and NBA teams in the final at the same time from like the same city good question i'm sure yeah, one of us could look it up in the meantime but yeah off the top of my head i can't think of maybe the last time the happened. heat and the bruins no i'm saying like no the heat and panthers or like the celtics there was definitely years where the new england patriots i feel like there was a string there for a while where it was like every year it seemed like either the Red Sox or the Patriots. I don't know if the Celtics may have been in that string, but like they had won a lot in Boston around the same time. That might be the answer to that question, but I don't know if it's ever happened in the NHL and NBA. Could you in the same year? Could you imagine though if it ever came down to like the scheduling nightmare? Well, I don't think it would be too much of a scheduling nightmare, but like because. The Celtics play out of the TD Garden, right? Like they share the arena with the Bruins, correct? So yep. it's same as the Knicks. Hypothetically, could you ever imagine the Rangers and the Knicks both in the NBA in the cup final at the same time? Like if you're a season ticket holder or someone who owns a box there, you're just, that's a two week stint of no sleep and just straight inebriation. Like that's a full green light. Like you, you floor full it. send, full yeah. send. That is the definition of full send. So according to Google, since the NBA was founded in 1946, eight cities 
have had teams in both the NBA and NHL finals in the same year. But none of those cities was able to win both the Stanley Cup and the NBA championship. Interesting. Interesting. Could you imagine too, though, like like I said, back to my hypothetical, if it's like the Knicks and the Rangers and they both win their championships and both in game sevens, like on back-to-back nights. Oh, I think the more incredible thing about this is that not only is it that they're in the same city, which is crazy, but they're both eight seeds. Yeah. Yeah. So not only is it potential, and obviously none of this conversation matters if the Heat end up losing tonight, but the Celtics would have to do something historic that's also never been done before for a team. And to come Kepka back was a live golfer that won a PGA championship, which is like the same thing. Well, sure. Mm. I mean, so, but- he. Kepko, he, he flat out said, he was like, don't expect me to be any good on any of these live tournaments after this. <laughs> so, they don't need to be. Yeah, I know. No. Eh? But but you're right. I think it, it could come down to coaching. And one team that has made a change in the coaching department is the Philadelphia 76ers, who have, according to sources at this it's, moment. It's, so right it's now, official. <laughs> oh, because I mean, well. Maybe I need to refresh the page that I'm on. But right now, ESPN just says, source, Philadelphia 76ers to hire Nick Nurse. And yes, it is a Woj bomb, as it were, that, yeah, Nick Nurse is headed to the Philadelphia 76ers, supposedly. And, man, I don't, I don't envy Nick Nurse right now. I know he's getting a team that was, is right now in a better position than the Raptors were. And I know Joel Embiid was the MVP. So like I suppose that's a good thing to inherit. They're they're losing scoring. Well, yes, James Harden may not return to the team. He still needs to be re-signed. He's a free agent this summer. We'll see how that works out. But I don't know if James Harden's going to be making or breaking this offense. I feel like they can replace what he brings to the table. They probably improve on it. And probably improve, and especially with a Nick Nurse system, James Harden might not fit in the system anyways. So Yeah, like, they could have, part of that process could have been, like, where does he fit in? And the Sixers management could have said, you know, we don't see, if we can resign him, cool, but we don't see a path for that. Nick Nurse is probably like, all right, whatever. I find it strange that of all the places he chose the 70s, like, the Suns coaching jobs open. Yeah, like, I'm Suns pretty sure he... That job would be really enticing, though, with Durant, Booker, and... Unless you don't want to deal with... Maybe Durant. maybe he goes to a place where he doesn't have to deal with conflicting egos, right? Like, you have Embiid, and everything kind of works around him if Harden doesn't come back. Like, you have Maxi, right, who is an up-and-coming point guard, so you don't have to worry about his ego as much. So, I don't know. Maybe that's the... I, I just don't... I don't know. Is what is it about I, the seven? Is it the the fact that he gets to coach the MVP? I mean, I think that's a draw. I think I, I wonder if Embiid respectfully tells him to shut his mouth out of practice. What what was <laughs> happened the last time Nick Nurse had an MVP candidate play on his team? They won a championship. They won a championship. So <clears throat> maybe that's it. You know, like it's it's not easy to get a team that has an MVP. You know what? I'll say this. It'll be very evident if Nick Nurse is truly a very, very good coach or if he just benefited from being in the right place at the right time with the Raptors. Oh, and I think it'll be early on too. Like, yeah. I don't 
like Nick Nurse is a, is a vastly different coach than Doc Rivers. Like vastly different. So I don't. You'll know if if he if his approach is taking real quick. Yeah, and I think, like I said, is he had the benefit of a lot coming into Toronto. You know, they with Kawhi, and then you know they had a good foundation with Lowry and the support pieces around them, and so obviously Embiid is a fantastic player to have and come into that, but at the same time, it's you know, there's still a lot of questions about the Sixers in the offseason and things like that. Like you said, Harden and, you know, do they replace, improve or whatever. But yeah, like we'll see quickly if him, if he's just a benefit of the organization with the Raptors and, you know, being Masai's guy and picked and come in and things like that, or if he's more than that. Unfortunately for, I mean, fortunately, unfortunately or fortunately, I guess, depending on how you look at this, Nick Nurse moves on from the Toronto Raptors and stays in the division. So you're going to see a lot of Nick Nurse, uh, if, <laughs> if you're a Raptors fan, going forward. If I was making the schedule for the NBA, I would have 76ers in Toronto first game of the season. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, the NBA doesn't give a shit enough about Toronto to do that. Not, not one single shit did they give, so... <laughs> I bet they wouldn't even realize that's a thing that is. They're like, wait, he coached the Raptors? <laughs> we thought he was a rookie. <laughs> like, Raptors? I thought that team moved. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Like, whatever. Nick Nurse, go do your thing, but. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. And I guess we're, <laughs> we probably should take that spin to it as well. That good for Nick Nurse. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's said in the article uh, that I was looking at on ESPN if he had like actual terms announced. I don't think it did, but I'm sure he's making good money, and I'm sure it's equal to, if not similar to, what he was making in Toronto. And I know these NBA head coaching jobs don't exactly <laughs> pay a small amount of money, and the Sixers are a good team and a good organization. And I wish Nick Nurse the best of luck, even though I hate philadelphia so i'm gonna root against you (laughs) when you play the raptors but i'm i'm glad nick found a job so quickly who's he gonna play uh, guitar for in philadelphia oh i'm sure there's a indie pop band in philadelphia that he can fill in for yeah i i think the philly music scene although that's what more hip-hop than anything no that could be pretty cool nick nurse just strumming a the acoustic to some guys. He'll come out with like a bass guitar or something. Yeah. That would be really cool to see. What you should do is like get a shot of Nick Nurse playing guitar with the Arkells or whomever it is and uh, get it painted and frame it and put it up on your wall. But if you can't do that personally, I bet you might be able to find something like that on Now Your Treasures. Because this episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now your treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints for movies, comics, TV, and video games. Sourced from galleries in the U.S. and U.K., which include artists from all over the world. Visit Now Your Treasures on Instagram. Send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. All orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance. View the entire ever-expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or .com. That's N-O-W. Y-O-U-R-T-R-E-A-S-U-R-E-S 
.ca or .com. And remember, go to Now Your Treasures on Instagram. Send them a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off your next order. I don't know if you guys want to talk about the Florida Panthers. I know we kind of talked about it with the uh, segment with the Miami Heat, but if there's any additional tidbits that you wanted to throw out there about the team that is now in the Stanley Cup final? There's one thing, and anyone who wants to, you know, continue to be like, oh, the Leafs lost in five to the Panthers. They came back down from three to one to the Boston Bruins, historically good Bruins team. They handled the Leafs very efficiently, and then they swept the Carolina Panthers. So they beat three of the probably five best teams in the NHL to get there. That's impressive. Matthew Kachuk is him. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Honestly, like he's going to be the Conn Smythe winner. Dude, it's legendary. And it's like he didn't score in the Leaf series, but he didn't have to. And we never <clears> – <throat> that's the thing, and that's always tie this back to the Leafs, but I'm going to one more time. We never have the guy where we go, man, he didn't score, but he didn't have to. We don't have that guy. And I know they're unicorns, but that's why they're so valuable. Look at this dude. Yeah. And he's going to will them. He's going to will them to a Stanley Cup. You know, I said this last year. I wonder if this will, if you guys might consider this. Last year, the Leafs lost in Game 7, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who then went on to the Stanley Cup Final. And then I asked last year, does it make you feel better? about the Maple Leafs losing to Tampa to the team that eventually went on to the Stanley Cup final. And now here we are, one year later, the Leafs got past that Tampa hurdle and beat the Lightning in the first round. And then in the second round, they got their lunch money taken by a far superior team in the Florida Panthers. Do you feel any better about the Maple Leafs today because the Panthers are now in the Cup final? Dude, no. It was Montreal went to the Cup final. Tampa won the cup. Tampa went to the cup final. Florida's going to the cup final. Four years in a row that this team lost to a team that's going to appear in the Stanley Cup final. I watched the TikTok of Adam Wilde and Steve Dangle talking on their podcast, and they framed it probably the best because Adam was asking the guys about, you know, it does. It, it, do you consider them having progress, and does progress make you feel better? And Dangle was like, on the way in here, he lives in like Ajax or something, and they have, their studio is downtown. He goes, on the way in here, I was stuck in traffic. And sure, I was making progress, but I didn't feel any better because I'm not there yet. It only feels better at this point when I'm there. So you can inch closer and that's progress. You can pass a car and that's progress. But until you're there, it just doesn't feel better. And I think that's very apt. Like, I just, I don't care. I don't care anymore about, you know, and we, we said this at the beginning of last season. Oh, what do you stuff. care if playoffs only matter? It's because everything leads there. There were games this year we saw, like, they just, they weren't interested. And it showed that they don't have the character, right? And that's, it's unfortunate because they have so much talent, but talent doesn't equal character. So yeah, anyway, yeah it, I'm, doesn't I'm off that. Me, it doesn't make me feel better. But what it says to me is, um, 
The Leafs apparently are the gatekeepers to the cup final. (laughs) You (laughs) want to get to a cup? You want to get to a cup final? You got to go through them. Yeah. Um, But no, like it doesn't. uh, And again, for everything that Jim said and more that it's just, you're sick of it. You're, you're where you are with with, where the Raptors were like 10 years ago. You're fucking sick of the whole great regular season. And then just not getting over the schneid. Um, Although they, it's very, uh, I would say, interesting that now the Leafs are going through the same thing that the Raptors did, right? Minus a GM search. It's, you know, they're probably going to have a new coach come in, similar to like bringing in Nick Nurse. And you know, they're probably going to trade someone who's on this roster that, you know, um, people want here or whatever to do a shakeup like Demar was, and it's going to be either Marner or Nylander most likely. And, you know, so you wonder if it's going to bear the same kind of fruit. Hopefully it does for the least as it did for the Raptors, but man, I'm just, yeah, I'm at the point where it's like, what do you even do for me too? It's the clock's fucking ticking. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. It's May 29th. The draft isn't like 24 days or something. Yeah, they have nobody yeah, at the helm, dude. And still no, yeah, no general manager. <laughs> oh, July first, it's gonna no be a great living. general manager. Kyle Dubas would have been great general manager for this team. I had this thought, and I wanted to ask you guys. I know, like, obviously, we don't want to too much time on this topic, but do you think it ever gets to a point where they go through their interview process and they do all this, and then they're just like, Shani like rethinks he's like you know what he was the right and then they find a common ground and come back like that girl you dated and then you're just no, like no no because that girl cheated on you she lied yes, to you because there's a reason why you're not with that girl right now it's all about moving forward you can't go backwards now yeah whether it's the right decision or wrong decision doesn't matter the decision's been made you can't go back on that now and you- for and for that like like in this environment you need to trust the guy that's working and like by the sounds of it he got really crafty in trying to like usurp shanahan and you know playing the the family thing and then oh but seven million will make my family problems go like it's it's too like kiprios had a real good rant on it and i shared it in the discord and he's like i said kipper's not always right in fact he's very rarely ever right these days but this is something he's bang on you don't like this is the Toronto Maple Leafs. You don't want the job. Like they're not the Toronto Kyle Dubases. You know, you don't want the gig Sayonara. It's like, one don't of the play most games. coveted in the league for sure. Don't play games. Don't we, why yeah. are you playing games with Brendan Shanahan? Like why are you playing games with MLSE? Like who it's do you think true. you are? Yeah. No, I so, hear you. Okay. And then. you know what? There's other people out there that well like Doug Wilson now apparently is in the running. Which I, I'd be okay with Doug Wilson. I'm all for it, Doug Wilson. Some some GM. of the names though that are thrown out there, like Ooh, Peter Shirelli. Don't want to Peter Shirelli? Oh my god. If it was Peter Shirelli, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't I, Mark, I don't think Mark Bergevin? Yeah, no, fuck Dude, off. We'll get we'll get tight polos. Lots yeah. of tight polos if we get Mark Bergevin. What size Austin Matthews, what size are you? He's like, Well, I'm a large. Good, you're a medium. I'll order you three. <laughs> like, <laughs> but would you be okay with Trey Living because he sounds like he's the front runner? Yeah. I, I couldn't even tell you if I'm okay with that. I honestly don't know what to expect with Brad Trey Living. And I think that's also the biggest issue here is that whomever it is, 
whoever the guy ends up being, and it may not be anybody. It may just be Shanahan who takes over the team for now, get him through the draft, and figure it out after that. But whomever but it is. But they can't. Because is Shanahan going to negotiate with Matthews? Or I guess Pridham could. Matthews has the same agent as Kyle Dubas, for the record. But well, same, agency. same agency group. Sure. Yeah. In any event, I'm just saying whoever it is has a lot of work to do before the draft, yeah. and I don't know if they have enough time to do that. No. At this point, given that it's end of May. And if it's Trey Living, he's actually not allowed to work on the yeah, draft. not until the draft. Right. So but that, might, that, actually, that might answer the question, though. If they still haven't made the decision in like a week right. from now, then Brad Trey Living is the name. Or Pridham is the name. Or Wickenheiser yeah. is the name. Right. So it'll either be an internal hire or it's Bradshaw Living who just cannot work until the draft because Calgary, uh, the Calgary Flames is a, a clown organization. <laughs> yeah. Um, honestly, though, like, let's be honest. The draft isn't the important date to have that guy in place because that's all scout work. You know, most of the time, yes, the GM... You know, they're already thoughts. far down that path. Yeah. Like you're at the point where you're 80% of what you're making your decision on is based off the scouts and feedback. So, and I mean, none of those guys have left yet. So I think a lot of people are mentioning the draft just because that's always a great opportunity for general managers to talk and trade. Like they're all in the same yeah. room. And trade, yeah. And if you do need to make a trade with a Marner, with a Matthews, like both those guys who have no trade clauses coming up July 1. The draft is usually like last week of June, like the 25th or 24th, whatever day it ends up being. That is a really good opportunity for you to explore trade options for one of those guys. If you feel like you don't, you're not going to be able to sign them by July 1st. And someone's going to have to have a conversation with Austin Matthews before July 1st. Well, so I also think too, let's be honest. If it is true living, I guarantee you there's phone calls being made being like hey you know on the, on the back burner on the bat phone to make some decisions oh. or work at the draft in terms of trades there and are, shit like that there are dollarama sim cards being purchased for that yes. man for sure yeah like let's let's be re- like motorola razors yeah for everybody flip phones a, on on not ready a to sponsor go. but maddie you know about a service that does uh digital sim cards when you're traveling abroad because when you go to south korea you have to get a different sim card don't you no you don't okay i use pocket i use pocket wi-fi and then for like the first couple days and then here and there i'll just use my data plan it's like eight dollars a day when i'm there it's not even eight dollars a day anymore maybe it is in korea but like when i go to the u.s now it's like twelve dollars a day now yeah so if i go to korea the last time i was there it was eight dollars a day to access my own phone plan Mm. doesn't even matter they probably even use 10 minute emails you ever hear about that shit what is it like an email that only lasts for 10 minutes and then it's gone into the ether yep that's the way you get 25 percent off at bath and beyond every single time you go in there well not when <laughs> bath and beyond is a thing but you just <laughs> he's got like 80 10 minute email accounts. no i don't have 80 10 i have zero because they only last for 10 minutes yeah, there you go but um yeah like it's not like let's not get delusional and know that all that shit. Dude, fucking Dubis was talking to Sid. Yeah. And he's not even allowed to... Like, same thing with Dubis, where even if he's hired, he can't do any work for the team till the 30th because his contract goes until June 30th. Well, that's a different situation altogether. Treliving, I think, is 
capable of working anywhere except the flame said no. Right. Actually, no, I don't. Let me take that back. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but nevertheless, it's a whole thing. It seems like as we're talking about this, it probably is true living based on where we are right now, or it's an internal hire. But we'll have to wait and see. And then Dubis will be the president and GM of the Penguins, which is another dicey situation to go to. Like you're going in there thinking that you have this prime setup with Sid and Malkin. Like those dudes are 35. Yeah, we'll cover. We'll we'll probably cover yeah, we'll the NHL that. preview. That's yeah. definitely something we'll have to touch on another time. But one quick NFL note: it came out on Friday that DeAndre Hopkins was let go by the Carolina. <laughs> I said Carolina, Panthers, Arizona. That's not a thing. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals have let go uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He was set to make like almost twenty million dollars this season, which I believe is still going to count against the cap for the Cardinals even though they released him. Now he can go wherever he likes. I know he had requested a trade. He had like five teams on his list of... Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was five teams on his list, but he was... He had five quarterbacks. <laughs> right. He had five <laughs> quarterbacks on his list, which is a very interesting way to put that, where I don't necessarily care about this particular team. It's just these quarterbacks are the guys I want to work for, which is kind of funny. Um, that list was Josh Allen, so the Buffalo Bills, Makes uh, sense. Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, makes sense. Although he always runs the ball. Fucking can't throw a touchdown pass and cost me three fucking grand. But they did win a Super Bowl. So I think that may be part of it. Um, they didn't. No, they didn't. They lost. Excuse me. They went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> the guy who did win the Super Bowl is the third on his list. That's uh, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Lamar Jackson on the list. And also Justin Herbert. Let's be honest. If it's if he, if it's Baltimore, you're gonna be like the third option because it's gonna be Odell, then the tight end, and then you. Dude, I have no idea why people continue to meet ride Justin Herbert. Like for sure, the the guys are they, he's done nothing for four years. Why 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 does he continuously get the? He can be a, 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 a I don't know. I was gonna say he can be a great throw quarterback. The ball really far. Cool. <laughs> that's it yeah i guess yeah, he's right? done nothing like, to prove it it's he's he's the austin matthews of the nfl he's, he's fucking philip rivers i will yeah. say this if he does end up in baltimore he becomes the number one option in baltimore you think don't you, you don't think odell, odell i don't think odell is anywhere near as good as he used the to best be. fit for deandre hopkins is the buffalo bills yes that is the best agree. fit for him yep he if he wants to win spreads the opposing defense out between Diggs and Hopkins two deep threats then the Bills just need to find a running game and they're good to go and a healthy well, and have, and have Von Miller come back and yeah. not be a mess yeah so I'm currently looking at an article put together on ESPN by Jeremy Fowler you should check it out it gave a list of a whole bunch of potential options where he may end up uh interesting note about Buffalo they only have like two and a half million dollars in cap space and considering that hopkins is making 10 times that in his previous deal i think that might be an issue so although buffalo seems like a good fit i don't know if they will have the space to get him one of the teams on uh his list can you guess why i'm smiling about um why this team's on his list the, the jets. new york jets the new york jets uh, is on mm-hmm. his list we but talked again, about this actually the jets only have six point nine million dollars in cap space right so now. To, but you trade, right now. you get like to be honest between Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, because like if you think about it, 
if you acquired DeAndre Hopkins today as a New York Jets organization, which to be honest, I would. If I was, and I'm not saying this because I want all the stars like the Rangers of 2002, but if you 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 may only have one year of Aaron Rodgers, you need to equip him with everything. Um, so you you would be looking at Hopkins WR one, Wilson WR two, then Lazard three. Lazard. And then yeah, they signed Harden. Cobb, but I think he'll be more like a player coach. Uh, I guess he would be four because you just signed him. And then McCall Hardman. Well, McCall Hardman would be four, Cobb five. And then that leaves Davis and Mims. Like, you're not going to have six and seven. No. You'd so, hope not, but yeah. And, and they have multiple running backs that, you know, between Zonovan Knight, Brees Hall, and Michael Carter. Like, there's, there's pieces they could move around to do it. I just... I don't know if they will. I think they're happy with where they're at. But Hopkins, I mean, again, if you're gonna if you're gonna make the run for the Super Bowl with Rodgers this year, Hopkins is is the ad. Yeah, Agreed. I can't wait to see where he ends up, uh, especially for a fantasy football perspective. I think that'll oh, be yeah. a lot of fun to watch uh, the former performance enhancing DeAndre Hopkins play football again. I think that'd be a lot of fun. What's uh, I do want to also update another story that we talked about last week because there's more information has come out about this, and I do always like to update things as we get them. Uh, CTV News posted this today, and it looks like the writer on this is Natasha O'Neill, who is credited with this article. They did some follow up work on the Gamester family, and if you remember last week, we we're talking about the Gamester family who had season tickets to the Toronto Blue Jays since opening day of the old building. So they've been season ticket holders for since 1977, over like 40-something years. They've been season ticket holders. And last season, so the 2022 season, they paid $15,000 for two tickets in their same seats they've had since the Rogers Center was built. All 81 games, $15,000. They were then told to renew those tickets, which they've been renewing every year since 1977, the new renewal for those tickets would be $137,000. And obviously they said that's ridiculous and they weren't going to do it. However, supposedly, and I say supposedly because I think the Blue Jays are just like changing their tune now, but supposedly according to the Blue Jays, there was a miscommunication and that's not actually going to be the increase to their tickets. They're not going to have to pay $137,000 a year. They're only going to have to pay, oh, where's the number? I lost it. Oh, $18,000 per seat. So they're paying $15,000 total for a pair, but now they have to pay $18,000 per seat, so about $36,000, which is more than double than the $15,000 they were paying before. So for a ship product. <laughs> I would like to clarify that the number that was $137,000 is about $100,000 more than what it actually will be, but Still nevertheless... Criminal. It's still gone up double than for, what it was previously. For essentially, you're they're asking the season ticket holders and uh, by proxy the single game ticket buyers to cover the cost of the renovation for a product that is very very not trash meant for at them. The moment. Well, it's not even like what they're creating with that whole like batters whatever. Yeah, the batting club. I don't know what it's fucking called. The neighborhoods. Well, the neighborhoods in the outfield, that's the stuff they did this year. No, right? what's the, but what's it called? I don't remember what it's called, but yes, it's like a 
lounge area that so, is look overlooking the batting cages in the Rogers Center, and it walks out to these more premium seats. Yeah, so and it's creating um, a more premium. It's area behind the Jays dugout. It's oh. behind the dugouts. Correct. Still, like stupid. You can get away with that shit if this team is competing for an AL championship every year. Not even if they did it perennially. If they were the Yankees, if they're the Red Sox. Yes. They're not. They're no. So you're like, that's like, that's like getting like a bullshit meal and being like, hey, we know this food's still trash, but we're increasing your costs because it on will a better be better plate. down the road. Hopefully, it's on a better plate. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's any situation that you know Rogers and the Jays come out of this looking good. You know what the um, thing is though? There's fucking morons in the city that are you know it's weird. When we're talking beat. about this, there's morons in the city that are gonna go and pay that price. Do you wanna know why? Because that's the price. They wanna come out the next day and go, I spent five thousand dollars on an evening at the Jays game and we went to this club behind the dugout. They'll they'll do it because they wanna tell people they did it. And they're gonna put it on Instagram. I fucking hate <laughs> I fucking hate this city. Yo, the the best thing is is when someone says that, and then you're like, "Why?" I'm like, well, because like it's a night out. It's like, so you're telling me you spent five grand to go watch a bullshit team and stand around there when you could have spent that Dude, and go to Korea? for the gram, for the gram. They saw it on blog to for the gram. Six buzz. So speaking of the Toronto Blue Jays, it's the reason why I think we're we're a little negative on this right now is because. The Blue Jays are currently last in the AL East. They're 28 and 26. So they're two games above 500. The Tampa Bay Rays, who are leading the division, are 39 and 17. They are 22 games above 500. 22. The Blue Jays are two. 20 games back. <laughs> That's bad. Well, That's a 13 game really win streak will do that for you, too. Sure. But here's, here's the problem they're 10 games back of the division. And you play 162 games in baseball. I know. There's a long way to go. But they've played 50-something games. Sorry, 67 games. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, that's not right. 67 games are remaining. That's the number I'm looking for. 67 games remaining. No, 108. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Bro, you The point is, I did a whole bunch of math. There's math that happened here. The point is, the number I'm driving at Dustin's having a seizure. (laughs) The the numbers don't make sense like the way I'm looking at it right now. But I did the math on this for your pleasure. Okay. The Jays would have to play 62% baseball from here on out to hit 95 wins. That's the target I'm setting for like a chance to make the playoffs and 95 wins, whether that's like a a wildcard team or close to winning the division, you're probably not going to win the division now with 95. So you'll be a, a wildcard team in contention with 95 wins. They need to play 62% baseball from here on out. Not happening. No, not this team. This whole season's a wash. Yeah. This is a... And I had said this. This is the epilogue to last year's fucking movie that Vladdy talked about. Vladdy doesn't know... the, the credits, f- buddy. Yeah. Like, Vladdy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anymore. And you know None what? They didn't include a post credit stinger. There's no yeah, excitement. No. no. Like, these guys are lost. Lost is a good word, dude. For this team, lost is the word. You know, and I, I know we talked about John Schneider last week. I honestly think he's part a big part of the issue. I think he's so overwhelmed with 
See, here's the thing, though. You have Don Mattingly there, right? Mm-hmm. So, But how much <clears> is Mattingly <throat> coming in being like, I'm here regardless of the mandate? He's probably not wanting I, to step on toes being like, hey, look, uh, I get it, listen, whatever. He's He'll also Don fucking Mattingly. And he he's probably like, I'm not going to put up with this shit. So on some level, <clears throat> this this team, this team, it's not even a team. <laughs> like, I don't know. They were supposed to be more competitive. They were supposed to be having gamers. And there have been bright... Dude, Kevin Kiermaier, fantastic. Russia, the guy's incredible. Great. Has been playing fantastic. Dalton Varsho, like, like almost Conor McGregor, who the fuck is that guy levels of, of playing on this team right now? Like, it's, it's so bad. Danny Jansen, incredible. Bo Bichette, Dude, I was watching the the last. What was the last game I was watching? I don't remember. I think it was the, twin, the Twins game. We were watching Twins, where yes. they were down nine. There were routine throws to first that Bo can't throw a strike. There was, and, I and feel he's like making Vladi stretch. Bo and Varsho are like the opposite person. Whereas Varsho is going to be incredible defensive, a def- defensive player. Offensively, he's horrendous. And then you have Bo, who's going to be a great offensive player. Probably one of the best all-around hitters in the game. But defensively, he looks like a little leaker out there. So they don't it's, balance each other out. That's not dude, how the game they works. They got lefties. You need someone who can do both. They needed to balance the lineup. They went and got lefties. But they got all the lefties that couldn't hit. Like They got, they got Brandon Belt, who, for all intents and purposes, has actually been the better left-handed hitter out of all of them lately. Belt actually has been fine. Let's let's not pick on Brandon Belt. No, but he, he was had, off to a horrendous he wasn't brought start. In here to be, he wasn't brought in here to be like, I don't know, Lyle Overbay. Like he was, <clears throat> everyone knew what Brandon Belt was when he came in. You know, they, they don't get, they can't, it's, they, it's the same thing that's plagued this team for the last <laughs> 10 years. And then let's if not there are even, men on base, yeah, they they can't get a hit. And let's not forget about Alec Manoa because he's not uh, immune from this discussion either. He's the next Ricky Romero. No, <laughs> I, I hope that's not the case. It looks that way. Um, I wonder, and I don't know if he's Ooh. still on track for this, but I know at the beginning of the season <clears throat> they were saying around mid June, beginning of July, we might see. Hyunjin Ryu come back? Send down Manor or go on I, the bullpen? I mean, I think that might be what you have to do. If Ryu is if Ryu is back and he's ready to play, he's a $20 million player. You have to play him. And he needs a spot in the rotation. And the worst player in the rotation right now, as of recording, is Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa actually is the worst uh, pitcher in all of professional baseball right now. In terms of, like, if you, as for as many qualified starts that he has, he has the worst ERA of everyone in the league. Doc Which down. is weird because Jose Barrios is in that fucking rotation. Uh, he's been good, though, the, in good? his recent starts. Yeah, no, but... but Barrios has been how, good. Bassett's been good. Gossman's been, been good. Great. Kikuchi is... I mean, okay, he's good for what you expected Kikuchi to be. Dude, he's the best fifth man in the league right now. So... Their the rotation pitching, actually outside of Manoa hasn't been the problem. They can't score runs when they need to score runs. Or they, they score runs and then they give it up in the eighth. Yes. Because they got fucking morons like Anthony Bass pitching. <laughs> yeah, so we might as well go there next. Um, I don't know how much longer Anthony Bass is going to be on this team. 
I can't imagine he's still around by June 9th, I think, is when the Blue Jays have their pride night. There's no I, way. Oh, dude. I, he's, a, he's a bullpen pitcher. And where do they put the bullpens? He's going to get absolutely roasted. roasted. <laughs> oh, man, that would be fun. Do we want to go to that game? Can we go to that game and get bullpen seats? I think we know a guy. Dude, who has they're, they're right going to be sold out already for yeah, sure. Though, like, no, you, we, I'm saying we know a guy. Who has sure. season tickets there? I believe. Yeah, we do, so I don't but know if he's he has four, though. He's oh, going. going. Okay. Well, yeah. We need to we need to arm him with ammunition to. Uh, oh yeah. Make fun. We need to send him chirps. Yeah, I, I I I can I can saddle him with some good. Lines. We can look into it. We can look in to see if we, we can should, find. We could seats look into there. that. Yes. So we can go and just say like the most respectful yet um, <laughs> heinous shit. Yeah. Hain- yeah. Hey, Bass. I'm a Christian cis white male. Fuck you. <laughs> you know. So bad. I thought I thought this wouldn't be a problem. You love playing with balls. The reason why we're bringing this up, if you haven't heard, um, this came up on Blog To today. For much uh, shit, we give Blog To. This is uh, from Jack Landau on Blog To. Jack could Obviously, be a good guy for all we know, though. He absolutely could be. We. First of all, to preface all of this, there was also the uh, popcorn gate that happened earlier. In his, we all rem- in the hill that he died on on Twitter to constantly reference it. Yes. If you don't remember that story, there is a video posted of... Actually, I don't remember exactly how this came about, but essentially his child like threw popcorn all over the... He tweeted floor. at United to clean it up. And yeah, I guess... And the I think it was the staff at on the airplane that told his pregnant wife to pick up all the fucking popcorn that her kid threw all over the place anyways and that became whole thing and whatever that's neither here nor there but i'm just saying that's why he's been in the news previously now this morning uh which is since deleted but fuck you man you did it anyway so we're still gonna talk about this forever it's on the internet you did it he reposted this is such a fucking 2023 conversation for the record, but yeah, it is. <laughs> he, he reposted a reel on his Instagram page about some dude wearing a fucking camo hat saying that let's uh, boycott Bud Light and boycott Target, Target because they have um, LGBTQ supportive campaigns. That's probably the best way to put that. Yep. So. Okay, so here's the thing. This is the tricky part about social media is that because you retweet something or because you repost something or because you spread that message throughout your channels, does it necessarily mean that you support those same views? Yes, because you're spreading the information. I mean, probably. (laughs) You're spreading the information. Right. So I'm just trying to like, you know, Frame it the way it's been presented that Bass posted this message to the people to boycott Target and Bud Light. Now, he didn't personally say to boycott Target or Bud Light. He shared a post. It's the same thing. I'm just just saying. Dude, if I have a a fucking card that has like 10% off at the Nazi Emporium and I slide it across the table to you and I just look at you. Yeah. Like, obviously, that means that I'm a Nazi and you should come buy my Nazi gear at my Nazi employment for 10% off. Right. It's essentially saying, hey, this this is what I agree with or this is what I think. 
And if anyone tries to say, well, maybe he's just getting the message out there of the things that are going on. It's like, no, like this dude has a track record of this shit. Also, keep consider this. Consider this. Um, I was at a Blue Jays game a little while ago. And I was <clears> with <throat> some people who were drinking Bud Light. God forbid. And they were getting heckled by other people in the crowd for drinking Bud Light. So what I'm trying to illustrate here is um, there's a lot of fucked up stupid people who go to sporting events. Right? Oh, so yeah. as much as like we are left-leaning, what we think are normal human beings who are also sports fans, you can go to a sporting event and see a lot of right-leaning people who are very, you know... Oh, I wouldn't doubt that if we went there and we were heckling him, there'd be people defending him. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 50-50 like, shot of a fight breaking out that night. And here's the thing, too. No one, none, no one in all, any of this, whether it's Target, Bud Light, you, me, or anything, are telling anybody to be gay. We're not, like, that's, that's, and that's no. where the thing is misappropriated. Dude, be whatever the fuck you want. Be whatever the fuck you feel you need to be. Well, All anyone's saying is that you exist and it's okay too. And yeah, the fact it's that okay people, to live how you want to live. Yeah, like I'm not telling anyone to be straight either. Like that's not the the thing. You know, I was having this conversation with my dad because he, he said he got the same shit from some of his buddies for for having a Bud Light. And he said, well, what the fuck? You're just not going to like drink beer? Like, like is that... Is that because there's, he's like, I would never have known if you if you didn't tell me. A number one, and like B, he said, who the fuck cares? Like literally, who cares? I just I I like how it's become beer is their is the, is their flag to stamp <laughs> this down on. Like, well, how much more white so trash? Much sense. Can, like, how much more white trash can you be? Well, you need to give credit to that which took your brain cells. So, you know, I just or that which. <laughs> That which with what you were fed in the womb with. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I'm just so sick of this bullshit, man. Like I'm, I'm so annoyed that these people just think it's, they okay don't understand. To... They don't understand the concept of just basic human respect. You don't yeah. have to like the person. You don't have to agree with it. All well, you're saying is I respect you enough to say you're welcome at this ballpark. Like that's, that's literally what all of it is. I just, and, we, Dustin, we were talking about this while we, you were figuring out some of the tech stuff beforehand. It's just, I love the hypocrisy that comes with these people because it's all about freedom until it's not, not your perceived view of freedom yeah. or it doesn't align with your beliefs. And then the other thing too is a lot of the responses on the article, obviously 85, 90%, very, very like, well, fuck bass. Like this guy, like DFA his ass, Who who the fuck cares? But then some of them obviously are people, you know, saying, oh, well, you can't vilify him for his views or for his beliefs. Right. And then one of them was. Um, it's well, just like, the, no, the hypocrisy that comes with uh, the mindset of saying, well, you're all closed minded for getting pissed off at him for having a different view. And I'm just like, it's funny no. you're saying that. <laughs> but no one is. No one's saying that. Oh no! The, twi the Twitter comments are saying stuff like that. Like, yeah. No, but I, what I'm saying is like, from from my perspective, I'm have the dialogue. Oh, like you know what I mean? You're you're welcome to have your opinion. It, don't be a dick bag about it. 
don't share things like boycott or don't because hide what you're behind doing is you're, you're, you're boycotting excuse. you're boycotting the community that's being supported through osmosis it's the same and you know what i don't again i know people here have their different thoughts on religion myself included like you know i don't i don't have the same inherent disdain for religion that others do but what i don't like is when people weaponize it it's kind of like the whole freedom convoy where they're like well our, our freedoms and it's like well actually you're just there because you're racist well no we're not racist well there's nazis there yeah but they're not with us but like yeah but you didn't tell them to leave either you know what i mean like it's the same shit you're not you're not mad at beer because you're christian that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard you're not you know the bible the bible's like a fuck about beer fuck you jesus doesn't give a fuck about beer doesn't give a no. fuck mm-hmm. he's a wine guy yeah <laughs> Put put a trans person on wine. He comes down. He's like, no, this can't happen. Back to water. Yeah, right. We're turning it back. Turn it all back. <laughs> just right. The like, ten flags on every winery. It's just, ugh. I'm yeah. tired. I'm tired of people. I'm tired of people hiding their bigotry behind shit. That's what I don't like. You want to have a dialogue? Sure. Sit down. Let's have a dialogue. What What makes you uncomfortable? Let's talk it out. Or but you want to be dick bag about it? Fuck yourself. You want to be a real tough guy? Flat out, come out and say the real reason why you don't. Right, like exactly. It. You want to be tough guy? I just yeah. I don't know. I have no patience. Well, now we're for gonna it boycott anymore. you. Yeah, but then they'd be like, "Hey, you're just you're close-minded." It's actually it's the opposite. We're saying that because yeah. you're an asshole, not because you believe or the something jerk different. store called. <laughs> They're running out of you. They're running out of you, bass. Jerk store's the line. um i will also provide you with this um the blue jays did provide a statement it's the most bullshit statement i'm just i mean i I have to give both sides of this yeah bear with me the blue jays did respond and they sent out a statement saying individual player sentiments are not representative of the club's beliefs and they said that bullshit doesn't matter but like you get the idea that they're just trying to wash their hands of like there's nothing to do with us. This is Anthony Bass. Go. I can't wait. Attention June to Anthony 9th. Bass. Circle yeah. the calendars. There's going to be fights for sure. You know yeah. it. Because someone's going to be like, Anthony Bass, you piece of shit. And they'll be like, hey. And then alcohol is involved. One guy is going to give someone shit for drinking Bud Light. And the other guy is going to be like, hey, go yeah. fuck yourself. And then they're going to scrap. Watch. Yep. It's going to happen. Well, mark that down your calendar. June the 9th. That should be an interesting one. Hopefully, Anthony Bass is... I shouldn't, like, I shouldn't say that. Like, hopefully he's not with the team anymore. Like, because again, like if you look at it in the lens of like, everyone's welcome. It's like, well, I, if everyone technically means, you know, bigoted hopefully, pieces of shit. Hopefully he's educated by then. That's yeah. I say it's more of a fair point. Hopefully he understands um, what his hateful message is doing and what it's affecting and how it impacts not just him, but his teammates and the community that he lives in. But... We'll see how that goes by June the 9th. But we do always like to end on a positive note. So now I think it's time for everyone's favorite segment of the week. That's right. It is everyone's favorite segment of the week because it is a segment where we get to hear Maven's entrance music from his wonderful run in WWE from 2001 to 2001. 
Um, I'll go first. My shout out is actually wrestling related. I was at Northern Crown this past weekend. And in the main event was one half of Rapungi Vice, Rocky Romero. And Rocky was just a cool dude. And it's always fun when you do these shows and you interact with guys you've been watching for a while. And they turn out not to be an asshole. And they're just, just a nice dude. And we went out to a bar afterward. It's uh, Rendezvous. Have you ever heard of this place, guys? No. James Nottie's head. Rendezvous is really cool. You should check that out, too, if you uh, are in the city. And we were there till like two in the morning, just drinking and shooting on everybody. You know, <laughs> as a choice of words, man. No, I mean, well, I mean, so that's what I was just about to qualify that. So by shooting on everyone, that's a wrestling term of like when you just start like shooting yeah, from the hip, like yeah. you're just like no, you're just like firing telling at everybody. And yeah. You're telling it straight. Yeah, know, it doesn't. And like the conversation doesn't leave the leave the table, so you feel like you're not gonna get in trouble for the things you say, but like. Everyone was shooting on everybody. It was a good time. So, anyways, my shout out goes to Rocky Romero for being a cool dude. Me? I'll go. Sure. Sure. Mine, Jim's may be the same. I doubt it, but it may be. Mine goes to Team Latvia because for the first time ever, they won a medal at both in women's and men's at international hockey event. And the turnout in the capital city, thousands of people, man, for a bronze medal. And I said this to my wife and I was like, as Canada, we expect gold. And if we get silver, it's, you know, considered a failure. And then you have other countries like Sweden who kind of have the same expectation, the US and stuff like that. It's nice to see a country that just values that kind of success so much. And to see some new blood in there so much, what this can do for the growth of the game in that country is, is unreal. And just to see how, how much it meant to that team and those guys to win that at home too, is just, it was awesome. So my shout out is to the Latvian national hockey team. They had a national yeah. holiday today, didn't they? Because of that. Yes, they did. That win. There will be yeah. guys, that's how you know it's a big deal to them. There'll be guys telling their kids stories about it. And that's why yeah. it's cool. Um, I'm going to go real quick. Um, my shout out is to Haley Williams, the lead singer of Paramore, for basically, basically, basically telling anyone who votes for Ron DeSantis at her Florida, their Florida concert that they're dead to her because <laughs> she's uh, supportive of, you know, equal rights and stuff. So um, some people were giving her shit or something and she said, oh, you want to talk politics? I can talk politics. If you vote for Ron DeSantis, you're dead to me. So good for her for, for standing up for, for what she believes in, um, which is not hate, but rather um, acceptance. So, uh, which I guess is kind of counterintuitive, but hey, here we are. Um, <laughs> but I know she means it um, obviously not as, uh, like, it, it's rhetoric. It's not literal. So um, shout out Haley Williams, Very nice. Paramore. Although I wish they made albums with guitars again. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you know what? I they're they have a whole lot of success with their new music, right? Like they were touring with Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, yeah, they're they're pretty damn. They popular. don't they like, don't need way my more opinion. popular. Yeah, yeah, like way more popular than like Brand New Eyes or like I think Brand New Eyes was the album that came out probably when I started listening to them. Like one of their all we know Riot is falling too, and Riot. All we know and, is falling yeah. was before. All that. we know is falling. Oh my god, yes. So 
Yes, they were a really awesome band that I used to listen to many, many years ago. But I'm like strongly into Haley Williams TikTok at this point. Like, I feel like every other TikTok I get is like Haley Williams performing. I'm like, this girl is just incredible. Yep. So shout out to Haley. Shout out to Latvia. And shout out to Rocky Romero. And shout out to all of you for listening to another episode of 43.6. We greatly appreciate it. We will see you next week. And until then, take care of yourselves and each other.